0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Sorry, I missed yesterday. I'll give you a little bit of color on that shortly. When the markets are hitting all-time highs, it's an easy show to do, and to be quite honest, I don't think it's a show that you need. When the markets hit all-time lows, I think you should be listening because that's what I'm telling you to buy, 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 buy. And by the way, there's no all-time lows other than zero, of which I do not expect barring a nuclear war, the markets ever go to zero. Um, I think that's an important thing to say out loud. I know it sounds goofy. That did he just say, yeah? I used to work with a guy who was just a freaking fragging idiot and I, I don't even like saying it because he would, he didn't get paid by the radio station is the best way of saying it. So his opinions were infomercials, but he would get out there and go going to zero and IBM going going to zero. And he had this like weird lisp to him. And I only say that because, um, it makes for good radio to, t- to identify two of us differently. Because I don't want people thinking I'm thinking the market's going to zero. But he would say the market's going to zero. And I'm like, he's high. He's selling fear. He's trying to get clients by selling fear. I won't do that to you. Today, the market started off a little bit weaker after hitting all-time highs yesterday. The NASDAQ has not hit an all-time high. NASDAQ's suffering from, yeah, we we hit all-time highs nine years in a row. We're We're taking the first quarter of 2021 off. S&P futures this morning were lower but they worked higher as the market opened up. Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is up 5.8%. In April. And you're like, "Whoa. Semiconductors are doing nicely." Communications up 4.4%. The Vanguard Mega Cap Growth ETF, which is a funny sounding ETF, But it's not a bad name. And what I like to do with ETFs when I talk to you, the listener, is say, he said Vanguard Mega Growth Cap ETF, ticker symbol MGK. Go take a look at it. Go to Yahoo Finance, punch in MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. Without you, without you, for the record, I'm digging me some Machine Gun Kelly these days. Um, But it's up 3.7% for the month of April. That's a big move. It's too big of a move because last thing I know, it's not April 15th yet. And we're making big moves, you know, one week into the month. Maybe I should get used to that a little bit more. Do you think? Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.69%. Credit Suisse is garnering attention today after announcing it expects to take a $4.7 billion charge in the first quarter to cover its uh, Archigo's exposure. Um, so again, we didn't make a big deal out of it on the show, but there was two or four days that the markets just had crazy selling. We saw CBS Viacom down 25%. And that's not a stock that should fall 25% in a day. Do they have problems? Yes. Do they have 25% problems? No. I got 99 ladies. (laughs) Um, their problems are not 99 fold. They're not even 25 fold. But ultimately, there was a hedge fund group that borrowed a poop ton of money from a bank, credit Suisse. The European banks, man, they just go from dumb scandal to dumb scandal in the last 15 years. And this is another one where they lent money to a hedge fund and they went out and bought derivatives of derivatives, essentially, is the way of saying it, which I wouldn't even do. I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. So says my friend Mike Tyson. Um but taking a $4.7 billion charge tells you the market's had some weird balancing closeout margin issues last uh probably two weeks ago is the best way to say that. Which created a buying opportunity. If you're okay with high valuations. Morgan Stanley cut its price target for Apple from 156 to $1, no uh, from $164 to $156. Chevron was cut today to neutral from buy. Chevron's a big oil company, and they've been rocking and rolling as United's hiring airplane pilots, Southwest is hiring airplane pilots, Rob Black got his vaccination, Rob Black's booking a trip to somewhere in a plane. So Chevron's not working anymore from a stock perspective, but it's working from a demand perspective. Stock perspective, it hit the toilet last March, April 2020. And that was, you could get into it while the fundamentals were bad. Now the fundamentals are strong and analysts are saying, get out of it. Same thing with Apple. It had a big 5G run and one analyst over at Morgan Stanley says, cut price target from 164 to 156. Last time I saw it's about 125. So there's upside. But he's saying there's not a lot of acceptable upside. Of which LG, who once was a top five handmaker for cell phones, they quit the business yesterday. It's basically now Samsung and Apple. And it's kind of cool because if you've ever been to the horse races and you can bet on one of two horses, there's a pretty good chance you're going to win. And if you take a look at America, there's a pretty good chance people are looking at their phones today when you're in line at McDonald's, when you're in line for lines, what have you. President Biden is reportedly going to move up the deadline for all adults to be eligible to get the vaccine to April 19, which is not lost on me. Is Two weeks away. So I went and got my shot, my vaccination. I got the Johnson & Johnson one on Sunday. I'm 50 years old or older, so I qualify. Um, I felt a little guilty because I know how to do research better than you do. So I figured out how to pull it off, where to go, what the drive was. It wasn't far. Um, but I figured out how to get an appointment. Was it at midnight? Was it at 5 a.m.? Was it at 3 a.m.? I'll let you figure that out, but I got my shot and I'll tell you what, I have not been that sick since I got the, um, polio vaccination. No, no, smallpox. I'm one of the last generations of Americans to get smallpox where they ingest, not ingest, but they shoot a little bit of cowpox into you and the cowpox is like smallpox light. And then it like pus comes out for like a day or two because your body doesn't like the pox. Even the cowpox. And then they blister and it it pops two or three days later. I remember my family, we all went to get, me, David, and Michael, we all went to get the smallpox vaccination. And my dad took us out to Pizza Hut. It was called Village Pizzeria. Um, And we got to play video games after the shot. But we all were eating pizza, loving life. And then we all started (laughs) mass vomiting at the same time. It was a brutal shot. But it wiped out smallpox. Kids born today don't have to do that damn shot because I did it. Same thing with COVID I'm starting to lose understanding of people. Like it's a conspiracy. I get that you don't want to put something in your body that I understand, but I don't get the conspiracy angle. And so I got my shot and Sunday night I was feeling like, uh Oh, I'm not feeling so good. And I'm like shaking and blah, blah, blah. And getting under covers and chills, just a little bit of sweat, a little bit of shake. Then my fever went up to almost 100, and then Monday morning rolled around. I'm like, I can't go on the show. I'm just too damn tired. Um, So I took the day yesterday just lounging a little bit, reading, watching, studying, trying to come up with good ideas for you, and I'm done. Um, I'm still a little fatigued. So if you do get a Johnson Johnson shot, the only thing I can tell you is it's taken me two days to get back on my feet. Maybe it'll take two and a half days, three days, but get your shot. There's no conspiracy. There's just fear of strange things. You're not going to turn into an ape or anything like that. You're not going to become Bigfoot. There's no UFOs. We're not going to mind control you. Anyhow, economy's opening back up. I'm booking a trip soon. Talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: So if you have any questions about my experience with the vaccine, please give me a call or drop me an email at rob at It's rob at um, I like talking strategy. I like talking big ideas. I don't like talking stock picks because I don't know you. I can tell you, like, um, if you're like, I'm afraid of the market, I can help you better than I can help you with. Should I buy a non-fungible to- token? And, you know, my opinion on Bitcoin is, sure, buy one to five percent, but no more. Don't expect it to go straight up. Expect it to maybe go sideways to slightly down. And if it it goes straight up, be stoked. Um, I'm getting some emails on occasion where people are just angry now at what's selling, what's not selling on NFT. Um, so use, if you can own a piece of art, that's a one of a kind, you get the idea. And digitally speaking, I'm okay calling digital art art. I've been around the museum scene enough of my life, whether it be the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, the San Jose Museum of Modern Art. I like modern art from an investment standpoint. I dig it, to be honest with you, because people are getting their works in museums and they're still alive not quite as good as buying a Leonardo who's been dead for a very long period of time. You can't make anymore. There's the beauty of artists is when they're living, they can become prolific and that can hurt you. If you're trying to invest in them, you kind of want them sickly. So at one point on this show, um, I talked about the San Jose museum of modern art and how it's a great date. The first Monday of every month is free um, if you take a girl on a date to a museum, you score points. Just you walk around, you get a little coffee at the cafe, like you score points. Uh, you you can take her to a Raiders black hole game later in life. <laughs> you don't have to do that on the first date. Um, you get the idea, right? But um, so the Museum of Modern Art, I'm always fascinated by because there's this one woman down, uh, Camille Rose Garcia. And I would love to buy her stuff if she suddenly got sick. If someone were to call me up and say, Camille's got COVID, I'm like, I'm buying it all. Bye, 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 bye. Um, but because she's alive, she can make more of it. And you I hope you get the cynicism here. I don't want anyone to die. That's not my angle in life. Um, Rothko. And like my sugar broker would be like, oh, there's this new artist. And I'm like, is he alive or dead? Um Camille Rose Garcia, by the way. She does the really cool prints. If you go Google her during the commercial break, um, not prints, but oil. Like she'll do like an Easter bunny slicing off the head of Mickey Mouse. And she's basically taking shots at American culture and basically saying, we're not as innocent as we used to be. Santa Claus might have a machine gun. And all those beautiful images of the 1950s, and 1960 America have started to vanish. And I, I love what she's trying to say, but she's alive and she's kicking and she's healthy, but museums, of modern art can be fun to see. Anyway, I'm getting a lot of emails from people about NFTs who are angry at NFTs. I'm like, it's art. You can't do that. The one that will, I'll throw down and you'll go, what? Playboy, former Playboy model, Estée Swanapole. Um, she's got an iconic bunny. It's being sold so playboy is growing into the marketplace for nfts company famous for its magazine and iconic money logo plans to use the partnership to showcase its art and photography archive and to release original works from artists on blockchain i can't possibly look as good as the models in magazines and i'm not just talking about playboy i'm talking about all the magazines And I don't have a great knowledge of supermodels. I understand business models more than I understand supermodels. But Heidi Klum, let's say she had an iconic bikini shot that was metal that made it look like Mad Max. She was on a beach. If she wanted to sell the digital print of that so it could never be used again, I get it. It's art. I'm not a Heidi Klum fan, but let's say someone is. And if they want to pay a bazillion dollars for it, it's their money. It's not mine. So do I think it's here to stay? Yes, I do. Because now we've seen Rob Gronkowski, football star. We've seen Playboy, um, whether you like it or not. uh, World-famous photographers with sometimes world-famous models. What other NFTs have we seen? The New York Times sold, not the New York Times, but Time Magazine sold a cover art that they'll never reprint again. And if you own a restaurant, if you, if for some reason you're all about Time Magazine, maybe your daughter took the photo, you're like, I'm buying that and it's ours, it's going to be in an art gallery until the day we die. Crypto artists, including Blake Catherine and Slime Sunday, they drop their art according to contributed uh, package of sale donations and organizations supporting gender, racial, and sexual identity. So there's a lot of good that's going on with the money that's being raised. Now, again... I am I have no skin in the game, and I don't really care. And if you want to buy an NFT, you can buy an NFT. If you want to believe in it, you can believe in it. Do I? Not necessarily. But we've done dumb things before. You can go out right now and buy a Pokemon card for $100,000. You can go out right now and buy a Ferrari for $2 million. It's one of 1,400 made. And in... A hundred years, it's going to be rust and that card, God forbid you spill water on it. How about the pet rock in the 1970s? We bought pet rocks in the nation. Uh, well, look at this. It's a shiny rock. Let's,
0: let's quarry
1: it. Let's mine it. And then, um, let's put it in a box and, and put a little history about where it came from. And people will have a pet rock for people who can't afford dogs or cats. They have a pet. How about the invisible dog leash? which was basically just a, a dog leash that had a lot of starch in it. So you could hold it. And it did look like a dog leash. And if you use your imagination, you could see an invisible dog, especially if you talk to said invisible dog. NFT makes a lot more sense to me than pet rocks do. Or Cabbage Patch dolls. Have we bought collectible things that are stupid before? Absolutely. I can't imagine. Uh, what was the magic? The Gathering? It's the Black Wizard Dragon Spell. They only printed six of these. Well, I I, I can go write Black Wizard Dragon Spell on a card and and throw it in my deck and play with you if I wanted to. And you'd say, well, that's not a real one. And well, like play the damn game or get out of my house. If people want to spend that, they can spend that. I'm fine with that. So whether it be Pokemon, whether it be Ferrari, whether it be gold, I wouldn't buy gold because to me, it's just a pretty rock. I know what you're saying, but it's a hedge against inflation. But try to go spend gold at the grocery store today. So anyway, I'd rather own a Pablo Picasso or an Andy Warhol. I'd rather own a Camille Rose Garcia or a Shag, original, no prints, as part of my wealth. But down the road, do I, will I buy an NFT or a digital Beeple? Maybe. I'm not saying no to it, but I also, I'm not a hater. Haters don't hate, 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 hate in my world. I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want. Players are going to play, 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 play. I'm Rob Black, not at all, playing financial money, investing, and more.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Keep in mind, in my mind, I'm not always right. You can ask my partner that, and I think you'll get the same answer. Maybe even rarely, but when it comes to money and investing, I try not to be wrong. doesn't mean I try to be right. Netflix is coming up with a new tradition. That tradition is spending big money on new content. I kind of like where it's going because for a while, Netflix seemed to be in the business of showing Pixar films. When you're a parent, you're like, I don't want any more DVDs. I don't want any more Blu-rays because my kid's going to put boogers on them and they're going to go bad. Or we're going to pop one out for the other one. It's not going to work. We're going to pop one out for the other one. It's not going to work. And then you be more scratch and scratch as it goes on. So when Netflix started streaming Disney films and Pixar films, it made a lot of sense. And then suddenly Netflix stock is going to the moon and Disney's like, wait, 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 what's going on? We can do that. Netflix spent $450 million for the rights for the next two sequels for Knives Out. One of its biggest hits of 2019, 2020, early 2020. Um, it's one of the biggest streamer deals in history. Two movies, four hundred and fifty million dollars. What I note about that is director, writer, and producer Rain Johnson, and Daniel Craig are both signed on to return for the next two installments. Rain Johnson's behind one of the Star Wars films. I want to say the number eight in the canon. This isn't as good as getting Star Wars for Netflix. And, well, I miss you. But it's a big win for Netflix because sometimes you're watching these movies and the reviews on them are just awful. They're just awful. There's kind of a naughty one. Right now, Deadly Illusions. That's, the reviews are like, why did you ruin your career in acting this? Because the acting's so bad. But... If Netflix does the numbers and the algorithms are right, guess what? Deadly Illusion 2 will be greenlit. But then you got into all the Adam Sandler films and you're like, piece of crap. It's horrible. Why did I laugh at that scene where he's making fun of American Indians? Why? 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 You feel guilty after it. And then you're like, well, it's Netflix. I only spent $9.99 a month for it. I got other shows I'll watch. But for Netflix to step up and drop $450 million to get Daniel Craig, which probably is one of the most beautiful men on the planet, and Rain Johnson, one of the most sought-after directors in the world, and the movie, Knives Out was good. A little bit predictable. But for those uh, who just like to sit down and watch entertainment, it was pretty damn entertaining. And it was Hollywood damn entertaining. And it wasn't big set or big special effects. I like where Netflix is going with us. Amazon Prime and Disney, they were neck and neck with Netflix when it comes to aggressively pursuing content and attracting new subscribers. The name of the game is to have content. If I can watch one Knives Out per year, it's going to justify the cost of Netflix to me. Because I just went to see Godzilla versus King Kong. How much were tickets, do you think, for two adults, two two kids? How much were tickets? There were the big— Okay, first and foremost, big recliner seats, right? Big recliner seats in a movie theater. Social distancing, there was probably 20 total people in the theater Friday night. How much were tickets for two adults? $33 each! $66 to take one date to a movie. No popcorn, no alcohol. Could get alcohol, yes. Um, That's expensive. You throw in the kids, that's easily $100 for four people. So Netflix throwing down, I'm like, $10, $12, $13 a month for a good movie. I'm in. Because my sound system is just a step below two, three, or four (laughs) movie theaters. And my screen is just a step two, three or below a movie theaters. But I'm frugal. Just, oh, One more thing I want to say. Um, after I got my COVID shot, I felt a little guilt. I felt a little happiness. I cried a little bit. I was like, that's been a strange 13 months. You can hear me get emotional right now. I'm like, I'm glad that's passed me because I don't want to be the dad who dies in the ER where the kids can't even touch you when they say goodbye. Um, But it, it, this whole idea of like spending time with your kids and watching TV and movies, I get where Netflix is trying to go with this. Good content equals great ecosystem. And if there's one thing we've learned about Apple, they focused on the ecosystem long before other tech companies did. And it's paid off nicely for them. So I tip my hat to what Netflix is trying to do um they're figuring it out if if they can kill what what deal did adam sandler get (laughs) now i want to google it because i think it's gonna it's gonna make me cringe when i see it again okay let's google adam sandler netflix deal is worth 250 million dollars for four movies and i uh, see one report that says 275 million dollars okay so Godzilla versus Netflix or Godzilla versus King Kong interesting franchise um and one of the things i learned is that it's the top film ever for the month of march in japan or something like that and you're like is that cliche Japan, Godzilla, stepping on Chinese people, tearing down buildings, 1960s fear of radiation, nuclear war. Is that what or do they just like monsters? And I don't know the answer. But uh pulled in over 100 million dollars internationally. So what it pulls in here, not that important, but at $33 for an adult to go to a movie. And again, you don't have to sit in recliners, but you're still probably looking at $12 a movie now, 13, 14. Because the movie theaters are getting smarter and they're not selling cheap tickets. They're saying, oh, you get to sit in a chair that rocks. Anyway, digressing. As I'm wont to do. Republicans are threatening tax hikes and boycotts to punish companies that criticize restrictive voting laws. I kind of want this to end because I don't like the way the Republicans or Democrats are doing it. But it shows you an amazing thing, the power of your dollar. Donald Trump says Coca-Cola wants voting rights in Georgia to be more equal. Boycott Coca-Cola. Take a picture with Take a picture with Donald Trump, and there's a Diet Coke on his desk. So he wants you to boycott it, but not him. And then I remember there was something growing up, and I don't quite remember it. And maybe someone can refresh me. There was something in the 60s, a movement about the Black Dollar, where they wanted communities that were black in nature to spend money with other black entrepreneurs and other black businesses in their community. Black dollar supports the black community is the idea, and, and with the Republicans and Democrats fighting right now of like, oh, voting rights, boycott Disney, oh, voting rights, boycott Coke, and it's Republican. And it changes. And it's it's tough to have a scorecard of who should we be boycotting. But again, it does show you your dollar speaks volumes. And a more relative example for you and me would be like a restaurant. Um, I used to go to a restaurant. It's bar and grill. Uh, get almost the same thing almost every single time, chicken sandwich, bacon, barbecue sauce, Jack cheese, garlic fries, side of barbecue sauce kind of thing. Um, and when they'd mess up the order, i would like, can you send it back? So if I'm going to pay 15, $16, can I get kind of what I want? And again, I'm not going to send back cheddar cheese or Swiss versus Jack, but let's say it's red meat versus chicken kind of thing, I'm sending it back. you go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant. It's you and your girl's favorite restaurant. It's you and your husband's favorite restaurant. You met at this restaurant. You had a honeymoon at this restaurant. You know the owner. He brings you a bottle of wine. And then one waiter one day gives you attitude. You're like, I'm never going there again. You spend money with your dollars, and your dollars are becoming more and more symbols of weapons. We're weaponizing people's spending habits to try to match their political habits. And I don't know how I feel about this, because like there's a headline yesterday that Disney's voted or gave money to Republicans that voted for uh, voter suppression in Florida. I'm like, does that mean Disney doesn't want people to vote in? And I'm like, this is starting to get out of hand. And I I think maybe the way we fix the system is we say corporations can't donate to politicians. And, you know, with politicians, you're going to pass that in 10 seconds and say, sure, that sounds like a great idea. But the money involved in politics is ruining our society on so many levels. And again, I know you're saying you're being way too political. I'll shut. Coca-Cola, American Airlines, and Disney are all companies I don't know if I'm support or not supposed to support. But that's, those companies have that to deal with, too. You don't want to be involved in a headline. Um, and I'm not going to make one up here. I'm going to make one up. XYZcom. Loves children working in mines. You don't want that headline tied towards your company stock. You will get fired. So these are odd times. North Korea has pulled out of the Olympics. They weren't going to win anyway. (laughs) I know you're saying you're a jerk, Rob. I know. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. And did you see the story about Florida's reservoir with toxic wastewater? Makes me not want to move to Florida. But then again, there's something bad in my backyard too, I'm sure. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I thought this was one of the better songs of 2020. The Steps by Heim. As the 2021 award shows rolled out, we got to see them give a kick-ass performance at the Grammys. But shortly after the Grammys is the Bammies, which is the British Music Awards. And uh, it was fantastic. There was a drunk lady in the audience that made all the tabloids. And the British are famous for tabloids. They're like, who's the drunk lady in the front row? And it was one of the Haim sisters. And she was that drunk. So that made me smile. Smiles are hard to come by these days. Roblox is making me smile. It was a company I feared talking about on radio and television with you, but I did before they came public. I said, I'm looking to acquire shares this because I get the platform and I shared with you the platform. Kids playing video games. And as the years go by, we are deaf to things that we used to, you know, make our ears ring about our children. Um, Not a parenting segment, but when I grew up, video games were a no-no and then they became Okay. Just no violent video shooting games. And let's keep kids under 10 out of this. And that went away with the next generation. Violent shooting video games like Call of Duty. It's okay for your kids to be playing. Grand Theft Auto V. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that socially. I'm just saying a lot of people are more comfortable with it. Grand Theft Auto V is one of the most violent video games I can imagine. And it's okay. Little Nas is going to do a concert in Grand Theft Auto V world. Um, do I have to throw the X on the end of his name or can I just call him a little Nas? I'm just gonna call him a little Nas. Um, but that generation kind of embraced, you know, like let's loosen the standards a little bit more. Now we've loosened the standards again. And we're like, ah, kids under 10 can play video games, but let's not do violent video games. And what we're saying is Roblox. Analysts are hitting it up with big time recommendations on buy, 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 buy. Stock has already risen by half since its March 10 debut. Stock added 5% yesterday, debuted at 45. It's now at $71. Um, Is it all that in Bucket Chicken or or is Wall Street hyping it at this point? That's a good question. A little both. Game developers can use the platform to create landscapes, adventures, and virtual collectibles for a young audience. Reached 33 million users last year. I know you're saying, eh, 2021 is not going to have a pandemic. It's kind of dead. 2022's probably not going to have a pandemic. We don't know that yet. A friend of mine said his wife is going to let, uh, she's not going to get the shot, and her kid's not going to get the shot if they approve it for kids. I'm like, yeah, your kid's not going to go to school in California. No vaccination equals no school. <laughs> and he was like, oh, she doesn't know that. I'm like, yeah, you might want to learn these things before you start making stupid statements. Um, again, COVID's a little bit different than measles and smallpox and chickenpox and other things, so I get it. But we're back to Roblox. Youngsters average a remarkable 154 minutes a day on Roblox. They play, they exchange messages, they make purchases. They got a digital currency. Real cash of the company grew from 694 million dollars at the company called Roblox to 1.9 billion by the year end up during 2020. So they got a war chest of cash. They have to defer a lot of cash because they've got a relationship with the developers and their finances are a little bit complicated for the average person. And I get that. Roblox set up a joint venture with Tencent Music Entertainment. A lot of people don't know that. So they still have China to come. Ooh. If I were to say Apple's going to start selling their phone for the first time ever in China, you'd be like, ooh. I heard you say earlier that LG kind of gave up on smartphones. Yes. So there's only two companies left. Samsung and Apple. Um, But there was a day and age where we cared about China with Apple. Now we're like, eh, just don't take it away. Do I like Roblox more than I like Snap? Yes. Do I like Roblox more than I like Twitter? Yes. Do I find it weird that I'm Trying to cash in on kids under 10 years old and their spending habits. No. Um, and again, I think, trying to figure out what I'm allowed to say or not. I was going to say, I think that great wall has been torn down the, the paywall. What wall? The wall between what children can and can't do has torn down. Now, do I expect t- children under 10 to play violent video games in my lifetime? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm not counting it out because every time everyone's counting out the video game industry, it's matured to another level. Roblox is one of the most compelling alternatives to traditional mobile game developers. The company can grow faster than the current model suggests. Um, price target of a hundred dollars. So, and I get it. Free cash flow is beautiful, beautiful. And I do a lot of analyst calls that would probably blow your mind if you saw the granular detail. Um what am I trying to get at here? Free cash flow is more important than earnings to some analysts. And like, whoa. People like Warren Buffett taught me the price to earnings versus the growth rate. Now the new Warren Buffett's the world is saying free cash flow, Roxage's paper more important than price to earnings. Roblox has social media and it's also got gaming content. Four out of ten American adults play video games. But they also have education concerts, movies, and e-commerce. There's a teenage boy bop kind of band that just did a big concert on Roblox. And again, is this going to last into 2022? Probably not. As far as like, artists want to be out in, on the, the road. But then some again, some artists don't. Some artists who, you know, retired in New York. Let's say Art Garfunkel. If he were to say, let's do one last show on Broadway. After he already did his last show tour, I'd be like, "Do I want to watch that? Do I care about Art Garfunkel? I, I don't even know if I do. Um, I think I like the Simon one more than I like the Art one. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel. Maybe Paul Simon comes out. Okay, maybe. But yeah, I think virtual concerts are here to stay. As much as real concerts are a big reopening play, I think there's going to be some narrative between the two. You can find me at roblackshow.com. It's roblackshow.com. I'm tied to EP Wealth. You can figure that out. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial.